Kim Flick and you're listening to Everyday Burnout Conversations. This is the honest podcast that shares burnout expertise along with the stories of others from all walks of life that strive to inspire and help you manage and avoid burnout. Now, my passion for burnout and self-care came about when I became a mental health writer who'd lost her own mental health to severe burnout. And it's an irony that's not lost on me. So get set to enjoy another great conversation, delightfully wrapped up in some wisdom, humour and great storytelling. Enjoy. Okay, so I've just made a fresh brew, I sat myself down and I thought, ooh, I'm going to share something with you that I was thinking about yesterday. So about seven years ago now, um, I would go to the post office two to three times a week, okay? It was because I was selling a ton of old stuff on eBay. At that time, I was, oh my God, I'm a self-confessed shopaholic. I hope my bank manager is not listening. He's probably going, yeah, she bloody was. And I was also writing a sustainable fashion blog. So let's just say there were many things that needed to go to new homes as I developed my awareness of the impact that the fast fashion industry was having on our world and our society. Okay. And so as I shifted my wardrobe out of the house by posting it off here, there and everywhere, I became acquainted with the lovely guy who worked at the post office. We would chat about all sorts of things in life as we stuck these customs and postage labels on eBay packages. And so when you consider I did this for the best part of a couple of years, you start to really get a sense that, well, you get to know and connect with a person, don't you? And actually, stay here with me for a moment. This is what is so lovely about human connection. Think about it. We hardly ever stop, do we? We rarely get still. We don't always drop that conscious bias of maybe societal or status judgments that allow us to perhaps find and cultivate the loveliest and most nurturing friendships that maybe you're going to find in the most unlikely of places. Now, when I sit and think about it now, he was not just the guy at the post office. I honestly think he was a guardian angel within the community. And here's why. He would chat to everyone. He would help everyone. He he knew us all by our first names as we stood in the queue. He was someone that, oh my gosh, he inspired all from the most grumpiest of customers. I saw him do it. He's one of those people you engage with. You engage with them in daily life they're never ego-led, are they, in their interactions? And they don't carry around a sign saying they're bloody amazing, although I think he was well worthy of one. Now, I share this story because I'll be forever grateful for some words he told me one afternoon during one of my post office trips. And he just simply said, all we have is the present moment. And actually just thinking about his message... Oh, thinking about those words, it kind of sends tingles down my spine now. You see, this is something I couldn't fathom back then because seven years ago, I found myself sitting on a life chair that felt so damn uncomfortable to me. I wanted to change as much as I possibly could about everything. I certainly didn't see the value of sitting still in my present moment. At that time, I was always striving, chasing, wishing, wanting, and moving as fast as I bloody could. So really, 
when I think about it, no wonder burnout was being served as like a dessert on my menu. Now, fast forward five years from that moment when I eventually burnt out to a bloody crisp. And that's not taking into account the multiple times that regular burnout sent me back to my bed for the weekend. No, this was the first time that I'd burned out so badly. Oh, I had to quit my job because not only emotionally and mentally was I crumbling, but physically I was falling apart too. Now, back then, even a tear-soaked broken version of me could not handle sitting in a present moment because sitting in the muddy puddle of the past or the wired, hiked-up hot seat of the future, well, they came way more naturally to me. And maybe that's something that's happened to you too. But truth be told, I've always found it excruciatingly painful to look backwards. It's something that very quickly drags me down. It weighs really heavy on my shoulders. Let's face it, it successfully kept me in my bed crying for days, clutching Ferrero Rochers way bloody longer than I should have been. And this is because reflecting on the woe, like those woes, the sadness of the past, it's a heavy vibration. It's no wonder it holds hands with like depression and experiencing depressive feelings. You see, when I look back on past situations, they lead me to self-hatred, self-loathing. Like that's when I start questioning like, oh my God, why am I such a dick? Like, why did I even let that happen to me? Or why did I allow people to treat me that way? What's wrong with me? But do you spot the theme here? It's focusing on me, 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 me. And none of those me's were painted with positivity, self-love, compassion or growth, were they? None of them were focusing on the air that I could breathe, the glory that my body was refusing to let me damage it any further. When our world becomes so small, we can only see ourselves. And I think we hit trouble at this point. We can't see anyone else. We can't tap into compassion, love, positivity for ourselves or others. And this is the shit that ego loves to feed off. That's when the negative storytelling, it runs off these fumes. I had no space for gratitude, for the lessons. They were all the me's that I believe depression clocked up, pulled up a chair and tucked into So I remember realising I I needed to try another way. I needed another lens to look through. So I began to focus on the future, okay? I chose to focus on the only other lane I knew of, and that was working towards the future. But this, this meant I was forcing, pushing, indulging in the tunnel vision of the future, Now, to be fair, it had worked in the past. It had changed. I I changed careers using this approach. I dealt with some unfair and bloody ridiculous situations using this method. But it also landed me in burnout, hadn't it? Um, But at the time, I was thinking, what could possibly be wrong about using an approach that had once been so right? Yet... 
this is when I started to realise I was fast becoming constantly thinking of the future and you know what this is where anxiety sits cross-legged on a wall and waits for you there it's in the future it's in that anxiety inducing the what-ifs you know and when I focus on the future I would ruminate very quickly down spiral as I pondered like you know how am I ever going to get back to being me how am I ever going to find brighter days how am I ever going to be like a better person will I ever be good enough happier blah 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 it was, it was exhausting. And honestly, energy was the last thing I had anything spare of. And maybe if you're listening to this, you can relate to that too. So I needed to pivot again. And so this is where the wise words of the lovely post office guardian angel randomly came up on my iPhone notes that day. You know, I looked at them and I remembered him telling me, like, all we have is a present moment. So I thought, okay, well, that's it. Let's just give this a whirl. Be present. To be honest, at first, I found it difficult to sit in the present moment too. I'm not going to lie, slowing down for me was really hard at first. Uh, And mainly because I'd point blank refused to accept that I'd landed in this place of extreme burnout. And because I'd refused, because my my teeth were gritted, because I was spitting and swearing about burnout, I believe something happened. There was a shift. For the first time in months, being present in the moment, I sensed a tiny flame spark in my gut. It was a spark that kind of whispered, oh, there she is. As opposed to, oh, there were the Ferrero Rocher wrappers on the bed again. <laughs> my my soul became, I guess it became a light when I sat in the present moment. It was just a little, but you know what? It was enough. It was enough to entice me to pull my sleeves up, gently commit to no longer giving Ferrero Rocher any eye contact. I started to take some very baby steps towards really wanting to heal from my burnout. And so this is why I wanted to pass on the words from that lovely post office guy. Because truly, all we have is the present moment. He's so right. So you know what? Let's make these moments count. Let's allow these moments to like really heal us. Because when we get present, there is no room for depression or anxiety to step into the arena. Being present, it's it's like applying a soothing balm to your stress nervous system. We get to calm our nervous system down. We get to actively switch from that sympathetic fight, flight, freeze response to the parasympathetic state, which is the rest and digest stress response. Oh, we basically get to... St- slow the fuck down. We get to perhaps appreciate the world around us through a new lens. And you know what? We get to do all this while also achieving that instrumental slow forward momentum in burnout recovery. Because, oh my God, Lord knows, us overachievers, overdoers, overgivers that are prone to burnout, well, oh my God, we love to drink mugs of forward momentum every morning for breakfast, don't we? So, you know what? Here are some of 
the best kind of present moment strategies that worked for me if you're trying to kind of do the same. Okay, so one of them is to really take note of your surroundings. One way to be in the present moment is noticing, you know, what's around you. Um, I would often pause and spend a few minutes looking at my neighbour's tree. So simple. And there was something about taking in the current season and how it had altered its presence. You know, when was the last time you sat down, closed your eyes, took a deep breath and just looked at everything around you? How often do you take time out of your day to actually look around and see what's going on? Another one is, you know, focus and just do one thing at a time. No damn multitasking. Slow down, focus. For those grappling with brain fog, research shows that when you're fully focused on what's happening at that moment, you can better remember the details in the long term. So slow it down. Maybe, you know, accept things as they are, not how you want them to be, okay? So if you've got a dodgy situation, if you want to start living in the present moment, you need to let go of how you think things should be and accept them for what they are. You cannot control everything that happens around you. Sometimes life is just going to be different than how you want it to be. Maybe something has gone tits up. Uh, It could actually be part of a bigger plan that you know nothing about as yet. Perhaps it was always meant to be experienced this way. Perhaps it's your plot twist that makes your story more meaningful and better, you know? Another one is to practice meditation. This can be guided meditations. This can be sitting alone in silence. It can be alongside someone. Actually, and that leads nicely on to spending time with those who feel good to you and who light you up, okay? Surrounding yourself with the positive, supportive people, that's going to increase your own positivity and happiness levels. It really does help you focus on what's going well right now instead of dwelling on any of those past or future events. Don't be afraid to set boundaries with people. You know, saying no to someone can actually be saying yes to you. And remember, you're going to know who your cheerleaders are because they are the ones that take joy in seeing you win and your body naturally feels calm when you're around them. Now, tapping into your senses is also another good way to get present. You know, like how many times do you eat your lunch in front of your computer at the same time? I still do it. I'm getting better. I promise I'm getting better. I still do it. Instead, like try to focus on your lunch while you eat, like, you know, tap into your senses, like how does the food smell? How does it taste? How is your body reacting to what you've eaten so far? What sounds are around you while you eat? That's that kind of thing, tapping into those senses. Another one is practicing deep breathing, you know, taking slow, regulated breaths helps to prevent feelings of panic or other negative thoughts from taking over. Like regularly kind of thing, okay, I'm going to sit and take two deep breaths and then the last third breath is going to be the biggest breath I've taken in the day so far. Having a break from social media, technology, you know I'm going to say it, don't you? We've all read those articles. It's kind of true. Helps to stay more present and focused. Um, 
Oh, here's one that I really resisted. Oh my God, I resisted it. A regular exercise. You know what? Even a stroll around the block can help you stay more focused in the present moment. Um, Yoga is another great way to live in the present, especially if it's coupled with um, meditation and mindfulness exercises. So think about that too. You know, when I think back to the lovely post office guy who, you know, sadly, I haven't seen him for a few years now because I no longer work in that area of the city and my eBay days are well and truly behind me. Um, But on reflection, he shared those words with me at a time when I was just about to really turn up the heat on my burnout. I can't help but wonder like did he pick up on something and if so why didn't I now I guess the golden advantage of living in the present moment is that it requires you to take time to appreciate okay it's it's making you appreciate who you are where you are what you're doing and who is with you These are all things I I didn't give an ounce of thought to back then. Um, Actually, I don't think I've ever really considered throughout my life. But they are things I pay bloody close attention to now. And they are things that I will never take a watchful eye off again. Maybe it's something you needed to hear today too. Uh, Emily Dickinson wrote the beautiful words, forever is composed of nows. That's beautiful, isn't it? So as you strive to prevent or heal from your burnout, let today be the day that you make a real gentle and self-loving commitment to your forever being composed of your nows. Take this as your gentle reminder to get present. After chatting with and supporting many different people with their burnout, I truly believe there is no one-size-fits-all road to recovery here. Um, But one solid thread for everyone is that living the present moment, honestly, is the gateway to more joy, a lot less stress, and so much more love. So take what resonates today. Feel free to leave the rest. It's okay. Um, yeah, let's start living in the present moment. Thank you so much for listening. Go and take good care of yourself. Okay. You hear me? Okay. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Everyday Burnout Conversations. Take a peek at the show notes for any links to items discussed today. And if you want to continue the burnout conversation, you can find me on social media at Flick Taylor Writes, or you can head to my website, flicktaylor.com, if you're curious and want to learn more on what it's like to work with me one-to-one. So in the meantime, rest up. Don't forget to take good care of you and bye for now.